Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Now, I really wrestled with uh, this week's message because I know that what I'm about to talk about, none of us here struggle in any way with what we're going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about is worry, and I know that none of you here ever worry about anything at all. Am I correct in saying that? Okay. None of you are ever bothered by anything. All of you sleep perfectly at night. All of you drive to work in the morning never thinking about anything other than the football game or whatever the radio's singing at the time. None of you here have any struggles whatsoever with what the future holds. You are all the epitome of confidence right here. Am I correct in saying that? Okay. Just your answers there, like, oh, come on, George, you're laying it on too thick. Tell me that we all have the same struggle. All of us here have the same struggle. The reality is, is that we're consumed. Let's just use that word. We're consumed. Consumed with what, George? Well, if you look in your notes, I've got two points there I want to, I want to tell you here today, and we're going to see how Jesus addresses it. The first thing is, is that we're consumed with the day-to-day details of life. You're consumed with the day-to-day details of life. Are you not? Your car messes up. Now you've got a bill that you weren't expecting that month that's blowing your budget. If you have a budget, if you don't have a budget, you've even got more to worry about, right? You've got health issues and all of a sudden the doctor's told you something you don't like to hear or or maybe said something to a loved one that you don't like to hear. Or there's some kind of family issue that comes up or relationship issue, some issue at work. We could go on and on talking about the things that we get consumed with. Is that not true? We become consumed with the day-to-day details of life. And I'll be honest with you, it eats our lunch, doesn't it? Because that's all we think about. We lose sleep over it. You get up in the middle of the night. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. The clock's staring at you, and you're like trying to figure out, how can I go to sleep? I don't want to think about this anymore. I just want to go to sleep. We're consumed. We're consumed with all of the issues that go on in our life. And here's the wonderful thing. Isn't it wonderful? Just when you get over that issue... Guess what happens? There's another issue waiting for you to be consumed with. Isn't that true? Some of you are consumed with not just one issue right now, but maybe you're consumed with 10 or 15 issues. And they kind of run simultaneously, don't they? We're consumed. We get bothered, and it affects us. It affects our moods. We... To be honest with you, here's the second point. We tend to be paralyzed by worry. We're not just consumed, but we're paralyzed. And when we get paralyzed by worry, we say crazy things. What do you mean we say crazy things? Well, we say things like this. 
God, don't you love me anymore? God, why did you let this happen to me? We even begin to blame. Are you ready for this? We begin to blame God, even though we know God has nothing to do with it sometimes. Even when we know that it was our own mess up. Why didn't you keep me from doing that, God? We become paralyzed with worry. And, and, and you go around, and here's what happens when you're paralyzed with worry. You go around trying to find somebody that'll bring you comfort. You know what I mean? Your phone is just ringing up everybody in town. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you give me some advice? And you're getting all kinds of counsel as far as what you're supposed to do. And if you notice, it doesn't help your worry at all. In fact, Sometimes it makes it worse. Well, yeah, I remember when I went through that, and it was terrible. Hope this doesn't happen to you. Now you're worried about what somebody told you happened to them. Hope that doesn't happen to me. We're consumed. Think for a moment right now. It doesn't take much to think about it. Think about the week we just had. We were just here a week ago. You had a week. What were you consumed with this week? What consumed your thoughts? What ate your lunch? What were you worried about? We struggle, don't we? Maybe you're worried about kids. Maybe you're worried about family members. Maybe you're worried about health. Maybe you're worried about financial issues. Maybe you're worried about the culture. I mean, it's it's weird what we get worried about, isn't it? But we all get consumed. And it's in the midst of that that I want to bring to you something today that Jesus is going to talk to us. Because remember now, we're we're in the Sermon on the Mount. And he's looked at heart issues. He's looked at motives, proper motives. Now he's going to talk about right attitudes. If you and I are going to be able to be what he wants us to be and to be a part of the kingdom of God, he's telling us we need to have a right attitude, and he's going to hit right head on the thing that we struggle with the most, and that is, are you ready for this? Our worries. In fact, here's the thing, folks. What he does, this is a major section of chapter 6. He talks about it so much, I just can't fit it all into one message. I've got to fit it into two messages. Because if we're going to develop right attitudes, we've got to see what he says about it. So we're going to look today at what Jesus says about this issue that we all wrestle with. Have you noticed that? We all wrestle. I don't care how strong you are. Sooner or later, something's going to come along that just cuts the feet out from underneath you. And you're going to fall down and you're going to wonder, oh my goodness, how am I going to get through this? So let's look at what he says. So notice with me, we're just going to look at three verses today. Verses 25 through 27, chapter 6. Listen to what Jesus says. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? 
Now here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take these three verses, and what we're going to do is we're going to divide it into two sections. We're going to look about gaining perspective. Jesus, right off the bat, wants us to gain perspective about this whole issue of worrying, about the stuff we get consumed with. And then we're going to see, we're going to see the truth principle. We're going to see the truth principle. We're going to see that in verse 27. And hopefully, because if we're going to have the right attitude of confidence, because that's what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about you and I having confidence. If you and I are going to have confidence, we've got to change the way that we think. And so we're going to see the truth principle. So let's look today, first of all, gaining perspective. What do we need to understand here? What is Jesus trying to tell us? Well, look with me at verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Here's the first thing I want you to see. Here's what Jesus is telling us to do. Jesus tells us not to worry about the everyday details of life. Pretty obvious. Jesus comes along. I mean, look at what he's addressing here. He's saying, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about clothing. How many of you have spent your time worried about clothing? Do you know what I'm saying? You've worried about, got an event coming up, what am I going to wear? Some of you couldn't care less, but maybe you've got a spouse who does care. How many of you worry about that? We worry about those kind of things. What's he getting at here? He's talking about, don't worry about the everyday details of your what? Life. Don't worry about it. And here's what I've noticed. I'm getting older now. When you're younger, you don't really realize a lot of things. But when you get older, you realize. And what you, here's what I realized. Have you noticed that the older people get, the more they worry? Have you noticed that? And what do they worry about? Oh, they worry about big stuff, but here's what they're mostly worried about is the everyday things of their life. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that when you go to a nursing home, a lot of people are watching the TV, but here's the one thing they don't show on a TV. News. They don't show them news programs. Why? Because they don't want them watching the news because they're going to what? Worry. See, we get all focused on the everyday details of our lives and it creates in us, are you ready for this? Anxiety. We get nervous. We're afraid. Jesus comes along and he just flat out blanket statement says to you, don't worry about the everyday details of your life. And here's the thing, we understand what he's saying. Right? We understand that. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves. So let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever had a crisis in your life? Raise your hand. Every one of us here should say that, right? Okay, let me ask you something. So think about that crisis. Did you make it through it? I can think back through several crises. And I can think back to not being able to sleep. About it eating my lunch. I can think about in our first church, when Lori and I were in our first church in Canada those four years, we would take a vacation. When we took our vacation then, 
we would go down south to visit family, and, and that would be in Pennsylvania or down in South Carolina. And I can remember one time when we went down to South Carolina, my mom's friend, are you ready for this? She was a, was a blessing to us. She said, oh, just use my condo at Myrtle Beach. And, and we went, and it was right on, it was down in Garden City, we were right on the beach, had a pool, and, and all of the, and, and, and we're down there, and, and we're having a great time. Everybody's having a great time except one person. Yeah, George. Cause all I'm thinking about is stuff back at the church. Worrying about what's going to happen while I'm gone. I better check the answering machine. But I need to call and check the answer. No, you don't need to call anything, Lori will say. Because we get consumed, right? Now, here's the thing. I look back on that and say, man, how much sleep did I miss that I didn't need to miss? How much worrying did I do? How many vacations have I ruined? Do you understand? How miserable was I to everybody else around me? Because here's the thing. We don't usually... Just carry it to ourselves, do we? We're bears. Jesus is coming along and he's telling us, listen to me folks, he's telling us, don't worry about the everyday details of your life. Well, some of you are saying, well, that's really nice, but who's going to worry about them? Because if I don't worry about them, nobody else is. Well, listen, let's listen to what he says here. Look with me what he says. Here's what he says. He goes on to the next part. There's in verse 25. There's more to life than the things we focus on. There's more to life than the things we focus on. Look at what he says there. I mean, I, I think it's amazing. Look at, he says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? There's more to life. Hey, let me just stop for a moment. Here's the reality. I want you to listen to me. Some crises are not just for the moment. Some crises last, shall I say it, for eternity. Have you noticed that? They don't go away. And so you get so consumed with your worries, so here's what you end up missing. What's going on around you for a while. Maybe you're out of tune with what's happening in your family and you miss your kids growing up because you're so consumed. Maybe you miss what's going on in your spouse's life. Maybe you miss what's happening in the community. Or I mean, you just miss stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? When you're focused, here's what happens, folks. When we get worried, we're kind of like, have you seen the Amish buggies with the blinders on? All we see is right in what's in front of us and the only thing we see is, are you ready for this, is that problem. And you totally miss everything else. Jesus comes along and in two short statements kind of tells us that we got to get our act together here. And one thing, number one, don't worry about the everyday details of your life. Number two, he comes along and he says to us, there's more to life than that. Some of you need to hear that. There's more to life than what you're worrying about. Well, you don't understand, George. If this happens, it'll be the end of my life. No, it hasn't. Because you've gotten through other stuff. And you'll get through this. Do you know what I mean? You'll survive. 
You'll go on. You would think that we know that? Because we've gone through other stuff, haven't we? But the reality, listen to me, the reality is, is that sometimes it's better to us, we enjoy, are we ready? Are you, re- are you one of these folks? We enjoy worrying. Do you know what I mean? We eat it like candy. Here's what else he says. Look with me. That's verse 25. Look at verse 26. We see a couple more statements there. Look at what he says. Look to, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Here's what Jesus is saying. Recognize that God takes care of the least in his world. The least. Birds. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, you put your bird feeder out. Yes, you try to attract all the lovely birds to eat at your bird feeder. But the reality is, is even if you didn't put your bird feeder out there, they would still survive, would they not? Because who takes care of them? God. See, what's going on here with your worry issue? Can I, can I be honest with you? This is what Jesus is getting at here. And we're going to see it in this next statement I'm about to make. What's going on here is, is that we sometimes in the midst of our worry forget something. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the midst of our worry, we forget a main important truth. And the main important truth is, is that God takes care of us. And so when you and I struggle with worry, at that point, somehow we think, are you ready for this, that somehow at that moment God's on a vacation. That God's distracted by what's going on over in the Middle East. Or what's going on in South Carolina with the flooding. Or or what's going on over here or what's going on there. Did you understand that somehow God, God got off the throne at that moment with your stuff? But what Jesus comes along and he says is, look, look at the birds. Look at how he takes care of them. Every time I read this passage, I'll be honest with you, I'm reminded of a low point in my spiritual life. It was... Within a year after Lori and I were married, it was actually a year after we were married, I had just finished seminary with big dreams about going and serving the Lord. And what God had me doing was something I had never even fathomed in my life. I did not even know until I met Lori that this even existed, that people actually had to prune Christmas trees so that they could look that way. I just thought they grew naturally that way. Well, I mean, I spent three summers doing that. And I remember a year after we were married, I, I, I got done with work. Lori was working at Big Brothers and Big Sisters over in Indiana County. And she wasn't home yet. And I was having, I'll be honest with you, I was having a pity party. You ever have a pity party? They're just downright ugly. Okay, and we usually have pity parties. If they're with somebody, nobody likes seeing a pity party. And when you're alone, they're even worse. And I was complaining to God, what are you doing? I just 
spent six years of my life studying, waiting to get out of the school to go serve you, Jesus. And you got me in this Christmas tree field out here in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. You got to remember, I'm from South Carolina. I'm a city guy. I'm in rural Pennsylvania. where People don't talk right. And I'm having a major problem. So I'm in our kitchen. We're in this little little bitty house. The fridge is over here. Stove's here. There's a counter. And there's a window out back. And at, at right out back, we're looking at this tree. And Lori had hung a bird feeder. And we filled it up. And so I'm having my pity party in the kitchen. And I'm looking out that window. And I look and I see this bird eating at the feeder. And I was kind of blown away. Because I got I thought, this, this doesn't look right. There's something wrong with this bird. Well, I got to looking at that bird through the window, and I realized it was a finch. And I don't know what happened, but it had no eyes. They were scabbed over or something. And it was at that moment that the Holy Spirit spoke to me, this, this scripture. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And, and I'll just be honest, I broke down crying, guys. Because I was angry and worried about the, did God care? Worried about the future. And he had to show me a bird with no eyes. I don't know how the bird, you're probably saying that cannot be possible. You must be dreaming. I'm not dreaming, folks. Maybe you saw wrong. I don't wear, I wasn't wearing glasses at that point. But that brings up my second point that you need to understand here. When we talk about gaining perspective about the issue of worry, here's what Jesus is saying to us. You need to understand, you need to recognize, understand that you are valuable to God. See, that's what happens when we worry is we begin to think that we're not valuable to God anymore and that for some reason he's decided to let this crisis happen in our lives. Did you understand what I'm saying? That's why we're worried. That's why we're consumed with it. That's why it's eating our lunch. That's why we're talking about it all the time. Hey, did you watch the game? What did you think about the Steelers? Oh, now, but no, this is going on in my life. You don't even talk about the game. You're talking about what's going on in your life. Jesus comes along and says, don't worry. Life's more than that. Look at how he takes care of the least. And here's the thing, as you look at how he takes care of the least, you're more valuable than they are. You have value to God. Do you understand? God is very much aware of what's going on in your life, folks. He understands the depth of your crisis. He's there with you through the crisis. He's on the other end of the crisis. You have value to him. If we would just slow down for a moment. What do you mean slow down, George? You ever notice when you get worried, you get all hyped up? <sighs> Your breathing starts getting affected. <sighs> you get all nervous. You get all worried. That's all you talk about. 
and we and we're rushing ourselves. I gotta solve this. Take a chill pill. And think for a moment the reality. Gain perspective. Jesus says, don't worry about it. There's more to life than that. He takes care of the least. He'll take care of you. You're more valuable to him. That's what we've got to get perspective on. Is that not awesome? So you say, okay, George, what's this truth principle? Well, here's what I want you to see. Two things. Let's look, look at verse 27. Look at what he says. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? What? Well, here's what a truth principle is. Number one, right attitudes are founded on truth principles. If you and I are going to start thinking like Jesus wants us to think, you and I need to recognize that we have to found our thinking on truth principles. If we're going to deal with this worry issue, and if we're not going to be consumed with this worry issue, we need to understand the truth principle. So when you look at verse 27, here's the truth principle. Are you ready? Worry does not provide any level of control in your life. Worry does not provide any level of control in our lives. Have you noticed that? That's why we're worrying, isn't it? Because we're not in control. All right, wait a minute. Hold on a second. What do you say, George? Are you ready for this? That's really what the issue is, isn't it? The reason I worry is because I'm not in control. And I don't like not being in control. Are we ready to admit admit that? The reason I'm worrying is because I'm not in control. And I don't like not being in control. That's, that's, that, is everybody recognizing? I hear that, George. You know, we don't like not being in control. So we worry. And here's what Jesus comes along and says. Look with me at verse 27. Look at what he says here. So which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature? Okay, let's, let's stop. How many of you by your worrying can make yourself grow another inch? Upward, not outward. You can grow by worrying outward, okay? But how can you add to your stature? You can't. You don't have that kind of control. That's the truth principle here. Worrying does not provide you any level of control. You need to understand that. That's the truth principle. So you think for a moment. You think about all the time you wasted worrying. And you were no more in control than you were before. So if you're going to get control here, you know, do you understand? Get control. If you're going to get a perspective, if you're going to have a right attitude, you need to recognize. That worrying is not going to give you any control. Now I'm doing myself. What do you mean, George? Well, Here's what's going to happen this week. Something's going to come up and I'm going to start worrying and my wife's going to say to me, didn't you listen to your own message this week? It's going to be hard for us, isn't it? But see, that's where you've got to renounce the lie. What do you mean the lie? 
The lie is, is that we believe a lie that says we've got to be in control. The fact of the matter is, have you not come to the conclusion yet you are not in control of anything? Anything? So here's what we've got to do. We've got to embrace the reality that worrying is not going to give us any level of control. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.